Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hey, it's Chapeau Claudette, a.k.a. Claudette, because I love clouds and looking up with the 298th episode of Where the Heavenly Bodies Are. Now, I'm coming more often because I do have a few students who are tracking where the heavenly bodies are according to the actual mathematical and astronomical positions of our heavenly bodies in the sky. So this is a reference for them to position the planets at a particular time. As we are coming up to the full moon in Libra, not Scorpio, astronomically, astrologically, yes, to the artificial constellations. I just have to say that. Uh, we are right now, as I broadcast this podcast segment our moon is actually in Virgo what that says is that it's in a place in the sky where our moon that is reflecting earth energies because Virgo is an earth energy and Virgo is a harvester is a energy where you can be more particular and conscious of the details to produce the best result. So I was wanting to tell you, and this is for one of my students' time in Texas, which is two minutes before 3 p.m. today. That means that it is two minutes before 9 p.m. GMT time. That's 20 hours and 58. And California time, it's two minutes before 12 on the 6th of May, 2020. That our moon will move from Virgo into Libra. Therefore, what we have is Libra is now, when you listen to it, or hopefully you'll listen to it before these times, I'm broadcasting GMT time at 11.33. That would be 7.33 a.m. Texas time. No, no, I'm going backwards, it's forward. Yeah, so I'm forward, so that would be, no, that's right, it would be 7 33 Texas time, which would mean then you would have from 7 in the morning still until around 3 p.m. to really use this earth energy. So if you have um, maybe a lack of earth energies or you have an abundance of earth energies, what's important to know is to be conscious that you can use this energy like biodynamic farmers use this energy to tend to uh, the crops 
and to plant and to harvest productively. So that is the main information I want you to know. Virgo has the largest constellation space of our ecliptic path, 43 degrees and 56 arch minutes to be exact. And right now it's about 37 degrees of Virgo. And like I said, it will be going into Libra where our full moon will be and I'll do a separate um, positioning for that. That is what I want to say. I want to make this short and sweet because the other heavenly bodies will more or less be where they are now for the full moon, which will be tomorrow at about this time, 24 hours away. And if you want to know where the planets were um, before, there is the previous podcast, which was taken less than two days ago. And so the outer planets are there. No one has shifted as of yet. Mars is about to shift exclusively to Aquarius because actually Capricorn and Aquarius share space. So Mars has been in a Cap Earth and Air space in the last week or two. And so it's not a typical Mars in Earth energy is, I would even have to say, a bit more challenging. But, as I always look at this, is the Mars and the energy and the drive and the passion, the fire, being able to really, if taken to apply itself, if you apply your drive to do something, you can make changes and the air from Aquarius, and of course it's a positive, humanitarian, uh, forward-thinking air that will make sure the fire, the passion for what you do keeps burning and you don't drop <laughs> drop the project, don't drop the passion, the drive to change a situation or to produce something that you feel very passionate about. That is how I recommend my students use the Mars in Capricorn Aquarius position. And exactly, you know, because also it was during the time that the moon was also in an Earth sign. So <laughs> these both are going to be moving out of this earth sign exclusive and into air energy which of course is a good time of course to um, spread information and share information and f discover new information as well and as we come to this full moon it is of course our sun which is really also in a crossroads between Aries and Satus, which is a very large constellation. It's at the end of Satus, slowly moving towards the Pallades, slowly moving with Mercury to Taurus, which is Earth, again, from fire. Again, a lot of fire going on, um, and it's a good time to use it. That our sun will be shining um, from 
Satus Aries energy, which is a Satus is from the part of the sky they call the sea. So even though it's in Aries, which is related to water, it is trying to coexist. I would say there's a struggle here, to be honest. And so that's why you have to stay focused and, you know, go with you, what you've been doing before and let that carry you. You know, your intuition carry you and be more conscious of your deep feelings about it. And also to cultivate, more like cultivating the energy that you need to do something or to communicate what you want to communicate. So when we have the f coming up to the full moon from the new moon that started, um, we are, and when I was like in Satis, Pisces, now it's on the other side and shining a light, then we can continue to move in the direction of completing these thoughts, ideas, projects from the new moon until we start another cycle of the new moon. So this is a great time to just reevaluate, pause, and look at what, you know, has happened over the last two weeks and how to go forward with revelations or projects or ideas that you have begun since the last new moon period. Okay, so I'll be back in this episode actually with the new moon positions of the heavenly bodies in our sky. Thank you again for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet or given a review, I would sincerely appreciate it. If you're interested in learning about Sky Astrology, the course is almost finished and you can be a beta tester. I'm taking a few uh, people who would like to have a live uh, class with me. So you can go to the website and inquire there. Thank you so much and keep looking up no matter what. Hello, this is part two of Where the Heavenly Bodies Are, episode 298, and we are talking about the full moon in Libra. This is not based on artificial constellations, but actually what you will be able to see with your eyes when you look up to a clear night sky, which is quite exciting. Of course, you would have to do that at pre-dawn. This episode will give where the heavenly bodies are based on a time from Texas. And the full moon will be at 5.45 in the morning. So if the sun hasn't rose, you should be able to see our moon there. Here we have that the moon will be at 9 degrees of Libra. 
Libra only has 23 degrees of the ecliptic path. But first, I want to just talk about the journey because this is what the full moon especially is about. Where the moon was when it began this journey in Satis together with the sun who is still in Satis. It hasn't moved. So we are really looking at a comprehensive uh, last 14 days where you have really available to you all of the elements. And I believe, it's my personal opinion, that that is what we below um, could aspire to mimic as above. Because as I say, even though astronomers have divided the sky, there are no borders and quite a lot of constellations overlap. And the beauty of Satis and Afukas is that within them they do express and interact with other constellations and therefore this is an example above how different elements can interact and be productive together and here we have a situation where our moon is full in in air energy and our sun is shining light from Aries and Satis about to go into Taurus and before this moon as the moon is growing it's been a lot of time in Virgo because Virgo is one of the largest constellations so it's been a lot of time in Earth so I see this as a real support to manifest things that you maybe were thinking about that you wanted to do or struggle with and to really get them into action you know because we are in a global situation with the lockdown if you've had ideas or what you're going to do after lockdown because they're talking about you know lifting lockdown what have you wanted to put in place what have you wanted to do or complete today <laughs> is the time to you know to do whatever you can to manifest with the help of the energies that are available to you you always have another chance to do it but just so you know if there's something practical you can do today to make that happen for you you have of course the support of the energies of um, the moon especially which is our mindset and thoughts to um, help with that manifestation and then as the moon moves of course into its fullness you'll be able to have a moment to really think about how you can have the best expression of that because we're in Libra and Libra looks for a balance and wants a harmonious situation wants it to be pleasant and balanced and have principles and the best expression of itself basically uh, and that is where the, f the, moon, the sun is shining all its light onto the moon and that's why we see the moon illuminated in that sense so we carry on as i would tell you the south node even the western astrologers say that the south 
node is in I think Sagittarius because they're talking Gemini. I'm not sure. They say the North Node is going into Gemini, but I have it already in Taurus at 36 degrees, which means the North, the South Node is at 3 degrees Sagittarius. And even though this is only a 180 degree um, calculation between the two always, North and South always 180 degrees, it doesn't um, match up because it does not made um, calculated with artificial calculations of 30 degrees for each constellation space. But what is really important, I think, to be aware of is that this South Node K2 will is currently and will you know be for the next week or so going over the galactic center. The galactic center is between one and three degrees of Sagittarius. And so as it leaves that, we want to be conscious of real changes that will be happening and what will what how that manifests in our own self conscious. Like I said, that is at three degrees of Sagittarius, and it goes backwards, goes clockwise. So it will be moving out of Sagittarius into a focus where we can be the butterfly. <laughs> well, you know, all possibilities. Next, we have Pluto, which is retrograde, still at 28 degrees of Sagittarius. Jupiter is also still at 30 degrees Sagittarius. And Saturn's moved to, ho-ho, 2 degrees Capricorn, but it'll be going retrograde soon. Actually going back into Sagittarius. And, you know, it takes a while for these um, planets to change. It's not like you knock on the door and go in. It is moving through a borderless sky space and interacting with other energies and gravities and compositions of matter or energy I like to call it because we don't really know what they are exactly like we have pictures but you know pictures are pictures anyway I don't want to get off topic here we have Mars at 26 degrees really at the end of Capricorn, but as I said, that Capricorn and Aquarius share space, so it's been in the space of Earth and air, which is a you know an interesting one where you could be conscious of the fact that because Mars is there, it's going to use its energy, it's going to be um, influenced and supported. <laughs> And fired up from uh, wanting to do something for someone else. That's where you can get the in extra energy, the air from Aquarius to keep on taking the steps to do to manifest something with the energy of Mars, with your own Mars, wherever that may be. This Mars is at 26 degrees of Capricorn and has about one or two degrees to go and then it will be exclusively in Aquarius. In Aquarius, at the end of Aquarius, we still have 
Neptune at 22 degrees and slowly, you know, it's been in Aquarius for a long time. It's still in the part of the sky called the sea and it will be moving into its home of Pisces. And, you know, now is in the moment to really appreciate Neptune being in Aquarius and connecting with your visions of the future and how to best serve humanity and to really explore, you know, the most, you know, bizarre ideas and unconventional, unconventional concepts of how you would like the world to look and, you know, might not be so far off as a reality in the future, but first the vision and that is really important to have. Next we have Chiron at 15 degrees of Pisces where it's been and planet X Eris at 32 degrees of Pisces. So sorry, I couldn't hold that in. <laughs> in in um, Texas, the constellation of Pisces will also be rising. 35 degrees of Pisces will be rising on the horizon. And it will be before the sun because the sun will still, so it should be still dark. She'll be able to see just the moon will be slowly setting and the sun will be slowly rising. And also rising in the sky where you won't be able to see with the naked eye is Uranus. And as we have to say, this is a very much this moment is Satus rising, Satus and Aries rising, because we're at the end of Pisces as far as the ascendant, 35 degrees, but that's smack in the middle where Satus is. So I like to look in the sky, in the sky.org. If I can find a picture, I will put it there to show that. And yeah, after we have the Uranus rising also in Satus in 8 degrees of Aries because Satus isn't measured we have our sun rising ooh what degree is it I think it's at 18 degrees which is quite cool because I'm 18 degrees of Libra which is the opposite um, energy so yeah that's 18 degrees of Aries, but like I say, I see when I use the Skyview app that our sun is at still, you know, sharing space with Satus. So, and Mercury is close by at 21 degrees. It's moved out in front of the sun. And last but not least, Venus, which will soon be going retrograde as well, is at 27 degrees of Taurus. So, that is where the heavenly bodies are for this full moon, May 7th, 2020, as seen in the sky from around Austin, Texas at 5.45 a.m. Take care of yourselves and thanks for listening.